the San Jose Sharks return home to begin a seven-game homestand and do, unfortunately, the same thing they've been doing most of the season, lose on home ice. We'll talk about the game. We'll talk about the CUDA. We'll talk about the impact of a lot of people that you're seeing on your screen right now. This on Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, Sharks fans all over the world in Sharks territory. It is Saturday night, February 18th, 2023. The Sharks lose to the Buffalo Sabres 4-2. And we welcome you to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks postgame. We do this after every game. So if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the YouTube page or the app. Of course, follow us all over the social media, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, TikTok, and find everything at tealtownusa.com. And if you like what you see, you can uh, support the pod using Venmo at tealtownusa or hit us up in the YouTube Super Chat. And with that, it is the Eric and Eric Show. Must say hi to the guy who spells his name the right way. It is Eric Landy. <laughs> hey, puck guy. Well, thank you for uh, for slogging through this one. I know you're <laughs> you're fighting through a non-COVID illness, but uh, <laughs> but we'll get through it. Um, and it. and uh, yeah, talk about I don't know what we're gonna talk about because <laughs> because you know it's more of the same. It is more of the same. It is tough to struggle. It's um, tough to swallow too, for that matter. And I'm not just talking about myself, but uh, uh, bear with it. At least it's not as crooky as the as the as the uh, sound sounder that AJ has from years ago. Uh, but again, this was a start of a seven game homestand for the Sharks. I mean, five, 13 and seven at home. I think them and Buff, um, excuse me, them and Anaheim are the only ones that don't have double digit wins on home ice. Uh, and, you know, you see Kakinen in that again who I think has played pretty well. Uh, and then you see LeBanc jumping into the top line with Meyer and Hurdle. And that means Asimov goes to the second line with Barabanov and Couture. And I, I thought that looked pretty decent. But, you know, who looked decent early on was the Buffalo Sabres, dude. Uh, you know, they, three minutes in and, and Dylan Cousins is just, you know, using his speed and skill. Uh, on a goal, I think Kakin and Polly prefers to have back. Yeah, I was just about to go go on the same thought process as you. Um, that one is just, you know, we we had seen really good positional play from Kakin and um, against Vegas, and it looked like he regressed a little bit, especially in the first part of that first period. Um, and that goal was one of those cheeky ones that you you got to have, and you know you're 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 letting it in short side and you're hugging the post on that side and you're still allowing it to let, let it go in. And, you know, he's a, he's a taller guy. So, you know, I don't know why it would be going in over the shoulder unless he's like slouching his shoulders again. And yeah, I mean, you know, you get the, you get the, the game going off on, on a sour note like that. And, you know, give the Sharks credit. I think that they weathered um, a little bit of that uh, possession that 
that Buffalo had in like the first 10 minutes um, and, and, you know, only gave up one goal for sure. But, um, you know, I think that they came back and they mounted a pretty good um, second half of that first period. But again, um, starts for this team. First period starts um, not starting on time, uh, continues to haunt the team. Um, it's a record that we continue to play. <laughs> Sounds almost broken at this point. Um, and, you know, it's 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 ho hum, you know, and, and you had some you had some good vibes, you know, especially with the Greer bobblehead night tonight. Um, you know, it's it, you know, the, the tank looked pretty, pretty, pretty full. I mean, I'm sure it was probably somewhere in like the 14, maybe they, 13 or 14. They okay. did announce that it was a sellout, but there okay. were some empty seats. But, yeah, it looked pretty full uh, tonight at the tank for sure. Yeah. So, you know, you had the good energy and stuff but again the, the sharks kind of squander it with with just starting slow and um it's unfortunate but again i think that they came back and were able to put up a pretty good effort um but yeah especially on that first goal did not like it no it wasn't great it wasn't great at all um and it's just been it's been a little bit of a mashup lately you know, it just kind of went back and forth with, uh, you know, some sloppy play. You know, the turnovers have become an issue. Uh, I think they were trying to press into the middle too much, and Buffalo was crowding those passing lanes. Uh, however, uh, that being said, after all that and after being dominated early in the first period, you know, uh, Mr. Sveshnikov, or otherwise known as the other Sveshnikov, uh, Evgeny Sveshnikov gets his six off of a tip of a Jacob McDonald shot uh, to make it one-one. So you're you're feeling good about it going into the into intermission. You're out you outshoot Buffalo fourteen to five. Uh, so a nice bounce back for the Sharks after first uh, the first period, uh, indeed. Yeah, and and like I mean like we had kind of said before right you 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 weathered that initial push um early you come back you get you get the goal Svechnikov and I think um McDonald and Lawrence getting the assists there on on that goal for for Evgeny um and and you know that one was was another one of those tertiary um you know what, what do we line three type goals that you you got to have and um again I've liked Evgeny Svechnikov's game I don't kind of understand why he's been in and out of the lineup um you know i feel like he's been a player that maybe has been underutilized um and and again i i some of these questions some of the decision making especially with the lineups makes me kind of question you know what's being um used as like an analytic to determine who gets um, ice time or, or who doesn't. Um, but with the departure of Matt Nieto, you know, I think it opens up a spot right. um, for both um, for Kevin LeBanc. And then, of course, I think kind of has a trickle down and, and kind of sets everybody up in their right positions. But, you know, again, it just just one of those kind of question marks that I've had kind of all season for this team and in, in utilization of the players that they got over the yeah. um, over the break or over over the summer, excuse me, summer break. Yeah, it just seems a little, a little weird how it's getting you know utilized. Um, you know, LeBanc gets scratched. You need goal scoring. 
you know, uh, you need more grit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something like that. It's, it's, it's a question whether or not when Gadjevic does return to the lineup, does he, um, does LeBanc get set down again, which is scary. Uh, John, John, uh, $2 super chat donation as always. Uh, those go help support the show. So we appreciate you, John, John test. Uh, <laughs> This is a test because I think Buffalo is where the Sharks want to be in, in next year. Yeah, I think a team on the ascent, um, a team that uh, especially on the offensive side of the puck is is very high scoring. Um, you've got a lot of weaponry um, from the back end and, and the puck movers from the back end really um, make the 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 play of the forwards, I think just that much quicker. Um, and when you've got, you know, both Owen power and, <laughs> um, Rasmus Dahlin on your back end, I think you're doing pretty good. Um, and, and so it's good, good to see Buffalo, you know, start to be on the upswing because, you know, this is a team that, um, you know, has, has been underperforming for a long time. And, and hopefully, you know, the, this can be the start of, them ascending back into the playoff picture um <laughs> the last time buffalo won a playoff series and everybody talks about toronto in 04 for buffalo 2007 the first year of the buffa slug with chris drury and among others too so was molson on that team Oh, now you're gonna make me look up stuff. Or I know Pominville, right? And yes, you can add one more to the population of Pominville. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. And I just probably ruined everybody's uh, ears with that, so I apologize. Uh, but moving on to the second period, uh, Sharks were actually doing really, really good, holding Buffalo to no shots through six and a half minutes. And then the first shot goes in from a horn power. <laughs> yeah, and this one, I, I mean, we can we can fault we can fault Capo Cochran. Jerry, thank you so much, appreciate it. Um, you know, we can we can fault Capo on on not closing up the five hole there, but just another instance where you just need to make sure that that puck gets out of the neutral zone. I mean, it was such a sloppy, lazy play that led to the turnover and, and going back towards the other the other way. I mean, it was just Keystone cops, you know, and in the neutral zone with their play today. And again, led directly to a, a real nice rush. And, you know, Owen Power is just able yeah. to, to slip at five hole, yeah. you know, and, and great individual effort by him on, on the play. Um, but again, you know, just just. Just more inconsistent neutral zone play, which, again, we've had we've said this multiple friggin times um, and, and, and we've 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 talked about how, you know, they're way too easy to give up on their blue line. Um, you know, they're not always good about um, chipping it into the into the offensive zone when they get the chance to, to pull, poke it out of their own defensive zone. Um, not real methodical with with where they're going with the puck. It's more just a fling it and pray kind of mentality. Yeah, that's uh, frustrating indeed. <laughs> uh, Molson was not on that team, but the guy who I think he was eventually traded for was, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Thomas Vanek. Vanek, okay. Yeah. That's 
So, uh, really quickly, Jerry F., thank you for the $5 super chat. Appreciate it. It's awesome. Sarks coverage as always. Teal Town USA rocks. Absolutely. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, John John, nine months, and I finally got the super chat to work again. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Thank you so much, John John. Thank you so much. Uh, so that made it to one Buffalo. And again, you're thinking, oh boy, uh, you know, the first shot. You know, it's 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 one of those things, Landy. It's like, oh gosh, first shot of the game goes in, or or they shut them down, and then it's lucky first that, shot of the period that or, goes in, yeah, or, or you dominate, you know, and then it and then their first shot eventually goes in. I mean, that's practically happened on both of the two periods so far. Uh, but Alexander Barabanov, I know that's that's one of the hockey jerks guys. Um, Stick-to-itiveness, um, you know, real, uh, real good. I, for him this season, he's been more of a puck hound and more of a guy willing to go uh, to get the garbage type goals because this is just one of those pucks that pops out, you know, after a, after an initial um, shot on net. Um, Barabanov is able to pick the corner um, and open five by five by eight there for him to to get it in on goal. And, you know, good for him on the follow up. I think that to me was was um, I think the most not impressive, but I think it was the most um, heart that I'd seen the team kind of coming back with and, and really showing the, the willingness to, to get dirty um, and, and to get into the areas where you need to score. Um, and, and I think that stretch of play for the last 10 minutes of that second period, I think, was the best stretch of, of play in the game. Um, but again, on that in that second period, I mean, it was highlighted by a lack of cohesion on that top line. I thought Hurdle had a horrible game tonight. Oh, God. Yeah. Real. I mean, really fighting with it um, didn't seem to really kind of under normally hurdle so good with with his vision and and normally able to to make the right up pass and and not fumble the puck in his own zone and 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 tonight it just seemed like he was just fighting it and and really didn't um put an exclamation point on on the moves he was trying to make he, he seemed like he was double clutching or or not getting a good handle on it and, and just really not making um you know, the easy plays. So I'm, I'm a little concerned because this has been multiple games now where hurdle has, um, you know, regressed. Um, I don't know if it's a, a symptom of the, um, of, of his line mates kind of frequently changing on that right hand side of his line. Um, could, could it be, you know, some, some nerves about having his other line mate, um, Timo Meyer being, you know, plastered about in trade rumors too. I mean, because Timo and and Hurdle, you know, uh, Hurdle was drafted before Timo, but you know, right. they were both youngins that came up kind of together. So, you know, I, I know that they're friends in the off season and stuff, and and um, you know, I'm sure that it's difficult for this team, for for the um, you know, for the superstar player or the the highest end talent on the team. I'm sure it's difficult because. You know, again, your 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 team is in the subject of a lot of trade rumors. Your best pieces are are being shopped around or, or seemingly shopped around, and so again, there's a big mental component to this. Where I think 
it probably goes and, and, and affects their play maybe more than we would like to admit. Yeah. I mean, uh, one goal in his last 19 games for Tomas Hurdle, uh, and that was an empty netter. So we're, we're talking a, quite a bit of stretch here where he has not scored on, on a, on a uh, goaltender. And uh, it's not good. It's not good at all for a guy who is locked up for seven more years after this one. Um, you know, it's it's a concerning. But like seven, like uh, Birch Seven F ninety one had mentioned earlier, another game where Hurdle was ineffective. I don't know if he's lost his quickness or what, but the puck doesn't seem to find him these days. Uh, Hurdle looks completely lost on the ice from Jerry F. Um, it's been, you know. It's been a tough, you know, but, you know, it, it, it is what it is right now. And and not to use a Ted Lasso uh, uh, phrase, but he's got the case of the yips. He really does. He really it's does. It's really tough to, to, to have that. And, and he even mentioned, I got to shoot more and, and stop passing more. And I, 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 I don't see that tonight. I didn't see that the last few nights. I mean, I'm looking at the stat sheet, and heaven forbid I, I look at the stat sheet here, but Hurdle on minus three, no shots on goal. Timo Meyer, two shots on goal. Logan Couture, uh, one shot on goal. I, excuse me, Meyer had two shots on goal. Couture, one. But you want to uh, hear the most, I mean, one of one of the more interesting stats, I think, too, well, not, not more interesting, but one that kind of stands outside of the page is 28% in face-offs. Yeah, I mean, it's bad case of yips. I'm, I mean, it just seems like a total systems failure with, with all facets of the game for him right now. Um, and, and Hot Wheels bringing up in the chat, you know, everyone Hurdle has been close with on the Sharks has been traded. I, I agree, you know, it, it, he um, had a really good rapport with, with Jumbo had a really good rapport with Nieto had a really good rapport with Burns. Um, and, and I think that, you know, he, he's, he's, I think he's an emotional guy. You know, I, I think that, that he takes a lot of responsibility. I mean, you know, he's one of the highest paid forwards on the team for sure. But, you know, I think he also knows that he's got to be the, the top center. I mean, Couture has lost so much, insofar as you know the ability um maybe you know playoff couture can can get back to um you know some semblance of, of his previous form but you know certainly not um prime couture right now and and i think it, it shifts a lot of the weight towards hurdle and meyer to to drive the team's offense and and right now he just has not been been up to the task and that's unfortunate. And, and, you know, AJ mentioned in chat, and we had mentioned this before we went on the air. Jacob McDonald, six shots on goal, with more shots on goal than the entire top line combined. Uh, Mikey Acemont, five shots on goal. And for him, he's been one of the standout players since he's been uh, picked up off of waivers. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think the other thing that, that AJ had brought up was – you know, we're not blaming LeBanc for for the minus three for Hurdle and and um, Meyer, but I, you know, honestly, I didn't think LeBanc's game was all that bad. No. I mean, you know, I thought that of the three of them, he looked like the most effective, you know, forward in that line. Um, yeah, 
I mean, him and Noah Gregor, who've been in the doghouse, have definitely been, you know, called out. Look like they are they are given the chances there. So give me one sec. You keep rolling for a moment here, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, and see, yeah, Seabrook <laughs> kicks. Uh, oh, Seabrook kicks Shoebies. That's a great username. Thank you. Hurdle hasn't been the same since he lost Hoffman. <laughs> oh, yes. The the shark for the shark for an hour. Um, Hoffman. But no, I mean, again, I, I think we've seen Hurdle's game really dip this season. I thought at the let's say at like the 30 game part or the 30 game um, marker, I thought, you know, he was seemingly had gotten over the the first five or six games jitter that he had um you know because his first you know his first 10 games were not good um you know i thought the next section of his of his season you know the next 10 games um so up to that 20 game mark i thought he was starting to kind of come out of it at that 30 30 game mark i thought that you know okay you know he's he's kind of back to uh, form that we're sort of used to. Um, but again, you know, not enough, especially with the depleted forwards that, that the Sharks have and, and the lack of, of impact forwards that they were, not, you know, not able to bring in um, in the offseason. Yeah, it's, it's just unfortunate. And again, a major regression. And, um, you know, it could also be as well that you, you got rid of a really good offensive defenseman, too. So that's going to also, um, you know, affect everybody as well. Um, and, and just another guy that that can move the puck um, effectively in his own zone and in and out of his zone is now, you know, playing for Carolina. Yeah. So, again, I think that there are multiple multiple facets to to what's ailing hurdle right now. Um you know, besides the emotional and, you know, the, the mental side of it with, with the business, um, of the NHL and, um, and lack of town around him, lack of cohesion, uh, cohesive line mates. I mean, um, yes, Timo has been stapled to hurdle. I, I would say for most of the season, but there have been times where Timo has been moved up and down too. Right. Um, to try to, to jump couture or, or what have you. Yeah. Uh, it just it looks it, you know this team looks two or three you know two real impact forwards away from from really competing with with um, playoff caliber teams and and <laughs> you said two impact forwards away. Well, I mean, paging the- paging William Eklund, paging Thomas Bordalo. Back to you, Landy. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll talk a little bit about uh, <laughs> about the CUDA too, and and you know the the youngins, you know, starting to maybe make some hay a little bit, but yeah, it's it's lean times right now, lean times for sure, for sure. Uh, AJ coming in with the quotes right now from the locker room, so thanks, bud, for doing that. Uh, from Sveshnikov, we have to find a way to keep our foot on the gas, and we just haven't. I mean, come on, guys. How many times do you have to have this happen to you? Uh, guys felt good in the room. We had energy, positivity. Uh, we just lost again, lost again in the third. Yeah, I mean they played a really good game. I thought they they were. If it weren't for the, if you weren't looking at the score, I thought the Sharks were dominating in this game, uh, especially the early on 
uh, you know, through two periods. Um, David, oh, that, but that third period though, I mean, that was that was bad. It, it, and and I mean, you, you're you've battled back twice already to get the tie, and you would assume that the team has got you know a little bit to play for. You know, maybe trying to get Capo a win. Um, you know, trying to you know not squander the two um uh, you know the two goals that they were able to fight and claw in but they came out real flat in that third period and i just felt that buffalo it, it felt kind of inevitable that buffalo was going to score yeah i mean you had that penalty shot denied by by kakinen after meyer tripped up krebs uh and then of course uh, freaking Skinner <laughs> I think he's got like goal I think I wrote down seven straight games with a goal against the Sharks he has 12 goals in 20 games against San Jose in his career yep I mean tells Shark you, killer it tells you uh maybe he did win the Calder <laughs> correctly uh one from Quinn and and he uses this word again and, and it's it's very disgusting that that's gonna happen we got demoralized after they went up 3-2. We didn't do much after that. We turned it over too much. They weren't faster. We just gave it to them. Well, the Cousins goal showed that they were they were faster. You played sloppy. You gave it to them. Yeah, you gave it to them. Now, how what many, the hell how, is going How many on? times have we heard David Quinn use the word demoralized this season? I want to say that's got to be at least four. At least. I, I was I was kind of thinking more along the lines of ten. I mean, but, I mean, I mean obviously he probably has big words since he went to BU. But, I mean, the, the whole point is that how how are you guys not getting these guys pumped up? How are the players not getting themselves pumped up? You're in a game. Kakinen bailed you out again. I mean, uh, yeah, there were the the it was a soft goal I think on the first one, but I mean, 27 saved, 30 shots. He played a phenomenal game, <coughs> and you let it and you let it get thrown away, and it sucks. You know? No, it, 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 it really does. It really does suck um, because it, it just seems like this is a team that, you know, once the the mental aspect of it goes, like once something bad happens in the game, whether it's a soft goal or whether it's a two on one or whether it's um, a rush that, you know, that the, the opposing team is able to score on, it just seems like this team caves in like a house of cards. Yeah. You know, there's no resilient play. I mean, we saw resilient play in the first two periods, but again, you're you're, you're tied going into that third period, and to come out as flat-footed as they did, it, it really just I, I I tuned out. I mean, after the first five minutes of the third, I'm like, this team is not going to score another goal, <laughs> and 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 Buffalo looks like they're they're. Buffalo looked like they were a team trying to hunt down a playoff spot. Oh, you yeah. Know? And, and they're in a battle right now. I know they lost a few games, but they think they pull within three points, uh, three or four points of a playoff spot with the victory tonight that they desperately need with Detroit on the rise. You have the Islanders, Penguins, Capitals, 
Capitals lay an egg in the outdoor game earlier tonight, if you didn't see that. Um, they're three points out. Yeah, they're three points out. Thank you. Yep. I, so it's it, they needed this game, and they look like they... They they look like they uh, they wanted it. They wanted it. Yeah. Uh, empty net too soon. Um, you know, I mean, how many times? How many times have we seen you know Carlson eat it behind his own net with the goalie pulled? Though you know what I mean. Like, it, yeah, I don't. I don't. And, I don't like his play because he is so offensively gifted and because he is got such an offensive mindset. I don't like him carrying the puck through the zone when the goalie is pulled. I would rather have somebody who is maybe a little bit more protective of the puck. And then once you enter in the offensive zone, go for it. Give it to Carlson. Let him quarterback it. (laughs) But I, I don't. He's such a high risk, high reward type player in his own zone Mm -hmm. that when you've got the goalie pulled, you've got zero margin for error. And, What's he do? I mean, he, he toe picks himself or, you know, I don't know, misses, you know, cuts a rut on the wrong way or something or whatever. But, you know, this is multiple times that we've seen him either eat it on his own blue line, eat it behind his net. Um, and it just happens to be when the goalie is pulled, you know, he, he just for whatever reason, I don't know if it if it if he's in his own head at that point. <laughs> But I mean, fuck, I'd rather have um, McDonald, you know, skate it with his cement, you know, skates um, and protect the puck a little bit more um, going through, you know, his own defensive zone and into the neutral zone rather than have Eric Carlson do it. Because, well, uh, go ahead. I mean, we saw we saw we saw the result. Yeah, I mean. I think McDonald is trying a little too hard and especially I think with Carlson there he's trying to he's trying to be that that uh Carlson whisperer but it's it's not working out too too well. Granted, not too bad. I mean 2152 for time on ice. Um <laughs> he he led the team in shots with 6. But um you know, um remember Mario Ferraro? Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 1951 time on ice for him tonight. So Vlasic uh, played under 15 for sure. Jesus so Christ. no comment there. Um, you know. I mean, Quinn, Quinn on the bank tonight on the hurdle line. I didn't love that line tonight, not just him. I didn't think that that line was on their game tonight. Well, thank, thank you, you, Captain, Captain Obvious. <laughs> Oh man, that riveting, riveting material right there. Um, you know, tell us something that we don't see with our own eyes. Um, and it's not like LeBanc was, um, you know, was weighing it down or anything. Uh, it just, you know, I'm. I wonder if the trade rumors are starting to get to Timo. You wonder. I mean, we'll we'll throw in Hurdle. Is Hurdle has a baby due? you know fairly soon granted LeBanc has has a baby due like any moment so first and foremost if it doesn't happen you know before we're on Monday congratulations uh to the LeBanc family but I mean something's off with Hurdle LeBanc I I give you you're getting you're taking your chance and trying to run with it um 
just the points haven't been there. Uh, the same thing and with not, not and not put in a position to do well. I think at at you know on some level, I think it is the coaching staff not utilizing his skill set. Um, I think on another level, Ian had had brought it up. You know, this is the third coach now that LeBanc is in the yep. doghouse with. Yep. So there's there's stylistically there is there's something not right with his game that three different coaches, um, you know, have have you know called him out on his on his game. So right. You know, I think that there are multiple there are multiple facets to this, and I think you know there are multiple breakdowns. I think partially on the player himself. You know, he he, he really does need to work on his two hundred foot game. Um, you know, I don't. I, I just like Carlson, I don't trust him in his own zone. Um, <laughs> because dear lord, when you've got a you know a six foot two um, forward, you know, bearing down him on the corner, you know, in in the corner boards, like I get. Right seriously concerned about him being able to um you know possess the puck and being able to shield it because i you know he's not the the most you know gifted physically um from a from a height and, and build perspective but but again not being placed in the correct positions to succeed um and and you know a guy who makes a lot of his bones on the power play power play time t- really reduced this season. Um, a, a, a guy who um, really benefits from offensive zone starts um, has not had them. Um, and again, a guy that normally plays to the level of his line mates, um, not really a guy who will elevate a line, but a, definitely a guy that won't be, um, you know, bagging it either on a line though right um but again you know it just i don't know just he he looks checked out to me uh, at times um and multiple multiple players on this team look checked out to me right now or they're they're tired which is so, so weird because he just came off and yes he played a handful of games about a week or so too but um uh, you just had like almost two weeks off guys let's go so but uh i mean i want to i want to talk to you eric about i mean there's clearly a lack of talent on the roster that that is for sure but i don't think that the coaching staff has acquitted itself from uh, you know a, a lot of of blame either you know i i, I think I am continually baffled by the simple mistakes that they make in their own zone. Um, I'm continually discouraged by the lack of, of any kind of cohesive type of play from line one through four. It seems like each line wants to do something different. Um, it, it, it looks like every time they make a line change um, that the opposing team can really take advantage of this mixing of, of styles and, and types of, of um, possession driving that each one of the forward lines wants to do. It, it seems like whenever they change it up or change up a line that that's when, when really a, a team can, can strike, you know, the sharks and, and really make them pay because they just, 
cannot seem to transition from you know offensive zone play to playing defense in their own zone without somebody missing an assignment or somebody blowing a coverage or what have you not fronting a puck correctly i i just i i wonder if it's not a little bit of both like maybe maybe this coaching staff wasn't the right fit for the type of players that the sharks have and and the the team certainly lacks talent and and certainly lacks talent to go up against you know playoff contenders but it but it's concerning going into the future i think because you just hired quinn i don't see any type type of change coming you know systematically for the next year um at least um probably two um and i think that the roster could see see more talent you know be be devoid of more talent you know come trade deadline we'll see I mean, you look at Barabanov having a career year. He could be an easy target to get moved, uh, even though he just recently resigned. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, so Sharks lose this one 4-2 to Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo gets within three points of a playoff spot. The Sharks lose in regulation. So if you're on Team Tank, there you go. You got a regulation loss. Uh, quickly, uh Let's uh, talk Barracuda. Ooh, Barracuda! Your San Jose Barracuda were in Abbotsford tonight taking on the, the Baby Canucks, and they won 4-3. to three. Uh, Agazzino uh, with a nice breakaway goal for, I believe it was his 17th. And then you also had William Eklund get on the board, but uh, the Cuda would get three goals in the third period, one from Eklund and two from CJ Cease uh, with, you know, some pretty nice shots. And, and the Eklund and the Cease goal, I think, were 17 seconds apart. Uh, the three goals were like 220 apart. Uh, Straussman had a nice night, 34 saves on 37 shots. Uh, nice solid win for the Cuda uh in Abbotsford they'll uh, play again on Monday afternoon yeah good for good for the team to you know real have a have a good gutsy win um again we want to see the continued um development of Eklund and Bortolo Agazzino I mean I you know he's an AHL journeyman right so you know maybe Maybe he's able to parlay this good season that he's having into into another shot with a with another club. But, um, you know, the guys that I'm you know, that I'm highlighting and the guys that I I'm looking for to be impact players, um, Eklund, Bortolo, Gushkin, Robbins, um, you know, had good games tonight. So so that that is a good thing. I, I am a little concerned with the inconsistency in their games, although they are young still. So you know, young, young players are going to be inconsistent from game to game, but it's, it it looks like there are players in there somewhere. You know what I mean? Like it it doesn't, it doesn't look um, like they're devoid of talent, but it's working on their consistency and bringing in a a total effort game in game out, I think is, you know, with, with a lot of, a lot of young players struggle with, um, 
but I think that that's still some uh, an area in which they need to, um, you know, really uh, iron out still. But again, this is this is a good uh, stepping stone towards that. Yep. Uh, and thank you, AJ, for the correction there. Thirty six saves on thirty nine shots. That's a nine twenty three save percentage. Career high in saves for Strassman with the victory tonight. So uh, good job for the Cuda. Uh, again, they'll play in Abbotsford on Monday afternoon. So uh, with that, I think that'll get us to uh, the top of the hour. So in case you miss anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on TealTownUSA.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple, Google, YouTube, Spotify. Uh, I lost my mind. My 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 head is draining with with uh, never mind. Uh, tune in radio, iHeart Radio, Odyssey, uh, always available at tealtownusa.com. Of course, if you're hitting watching us on YouTube, either live or on the replay, hit make sure you hit like and subscribe. Of course, hit that notification bell. When we go live, you'll get a notification on that one. So, all right, my friend, uh, a lot to cover <laughs> with one win, one loss. Good to see you, my friend. Uh, your final thoughts and where the people can find you. Is it over yet? <laughs> oh, no. Fire uh, my friend. Oh, boy. And no. just think if the Barracuda make it into the playoffs, which they're just two points out. Uh, well, I mean, there is that. Um, but uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see what pieces stay and uh, what pieces go. And, you know, we're inching towards the trade deadline. Um. You know, there's more uh, talk about, you know, Carlson being potentially on the move or, you know, every every little detail coming out about how New Jersey wants Timo Meyer really badly. So it'll it'll be interesting to see, you know, what the team eventually does, um, you know, with with some of their better pieces. Um, but they've they've got to they've got to really work on the fundamentals, and and I've been stressing it all season. Work on the fundamentals, especially in your own zone. And um, I'm still, you know, I'm still preaching that. And as far as where you can find me, you can use my first name. That's E R I K, last name L A N D I across all of the social media garbage. And uh, you know, there there's an account uh, for everything. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Of course, Pucknologist will be back at 7 p.m. on Sunday night for your weekly wrap-up, that is, of Sharks and Barracuda Hockey, uh, for sure. Big shout-out to uh, a couple of designers tonight for Black History Night. Uh, Dion Rollerson with his uh, rendition of the Sharks logo with uh, with a mix of, uh, of for Black History Night inspired by San Jose State. Uh along with the music and graffiti art and historical revolutionaries uh, uh, through the time. Uh, there's that. Also, the posters that came out uh, from Sasha. Uh, I'm trying to get the name right here. Sasha Chavez. Uh, those are available at the Shark Store. Uh, well designed. Uh, just remember, we're all, we're all in this together. Hashtag deal together. And until then... We'll see you on Sunday night, 7 p.m. for Technologists. Note the special start time, Monday, 1 p.m. for Sharks and Kraken. Uh, and then uh, I believe Ian and hopefully somebody will jump on to do the show uh, following Sharks and Kraken there. So until next time, keep it real, keep it teal, 
Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you Sunday night for Pucknologists and after the Sharks and Kraken on Monday. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you.